two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out at the Salted Lime inside Aliante Casino. Let me tell you, this is the place to watch Golden Knights hockey. And, you know, Darren Millard just not as cool as I am. Darren nope. Millard back at City National Arena. Chris Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Yeah, I'm not as cool as you. I got I got to do my little thing, uh, teeth and hair side, the little yeah. TV action uh, tonight. Uh, getting set for Game Six, Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild. Uh, not a lot has changed. Still an opportunity to close out the series. Still have the series advantage. Still uh, working their way towards dismissing the mystique of of the Minnesota Wild. The only difference is if. It doesn't go the Golden Knights way tonight. You get a one-game showdown. I think we would all be in agreement that uh, the nerves would be better suited with a Golden Knights win tonight. But that will be a little more challenging with news that uh, Braden McNabb will not play tonight. The Golden Knights veteran defenseman, Ryan, has been placed on the COVID list. Yeah, it's certainly uh, not necessarily what I was expecting to see on the way into uh, the remote today uh, here at the Salted Lime was uh, Braden McNabb on the COVID-related absence list for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And, you know, for Vegas, it's going to be uh, another one of those situations where you've got to you, you go into a game and the next man up's got to be just just got to be good. They have to step in and, and fill those fill those shoes. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, it's it's an opportunity again to finish this series and it's what they work so hard for to build that 3-1 lead to get these multiple opportunities to put away the Minnesota Wild. So what does it mean that the Braden McNabb absence uh, for tonight's game and the impact of uh, the Braden McNabb absence uh, for game number six? Well, he's already missed a game in in the series. Uh, What does it mean uh, for the lineup? Uh, McNabb comes out. uh, Nick Haig will uh, likely slot in. Nick Holden, uh, Zach Whitecloud, and then you've got uh, Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore, uh, uh, going with Alex Petrangelo. Uh, saw a lot of Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo uh, together uh, in, in Game 5. I would anticipate that would continue, uh, although Alec Martinez has uh, really blossomed into that one-timer on, on the right-hand side uh, on the power play. Uh, that's interesting. Cody Glass also took the, uh, the morning skate today. He was out there. Uh, wonder um, whether or not uh, with, without Max Pacioretty being around, if they would uh, consider that. But uh, there's, uh, on the back end, it just means McNabb comes out and Nick Haig will go in. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity for Nick Haig to kind of get back into the lineup and, and bring his game to the forefront. Nick Holden has been very good since coming into the lineup for the Golden Knights. So, you know, again, I, I do look at this lineup. I do look at the, the players, the depth that the Golden Knights have, and this is when you need it the most. In the playoffs, there, there are going to be things that happen that are a bit unforeseen, and you're going to need contributions from the players that are stepping into those roles. And Throughout this season, the Golden Knights have been able to get those contributions on a night-in, night-out basis. You know, they've kept the ice time pretty consistent. We haven't seen one of those uh, outlandish uh, performances where somebody's uh, knocking on uh, 32 minutes. But with with McNabb out tonight, 
and the way this series has gone and the uh, finality uh, of uh, the potential of finality tonight uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. I wonder if they if they lean a little bit more on the uh, on the top four uh, for this game and uh, and go with uh, with a tighter rotation for this game with Petrangelo, Martinez, uh, of course, uh, Shea Theodore. They, they'd love to get Shea Theodore going. Remember yeah. how dominant he was in the bubble last year? I do. And and we just haven't seen that uh, so far. And uh, game five, I, I thought there were some, some bobbles with the puck. Uh, strangely, like defensively, I thought he was good. Uh, just uh, offensively trying to find find the touch. And, and maybe I just was... was those moments locked into my brain more than than the other ones and overshadowed it. But uh, you can see the he's he's fought it uh, a little bit so far in this series. And uh, with uh, with McNabb out of the lineup and and trying no no Max Pacioretty, boy, wouldn't this be a, a night for for Shea Theodore to break through? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It would be it would be the perfect opportunity, the perfect night for Shea Theodore to break through. But you know when when you talk about perfection. Salted lime inside Aliante Casino. That is perfection. I cannot wait for this game to get started. And right now I am joined by Dave Pemberton, race and sports book manager here at Aliante Casino. And, you know, Dave, I guess the first question that I have for you is just in terms of, of this series, in terms of Vegas and Minnesota, like what have you seen in terms of trends? Where's the money going in this series? Uh, well, it's all... Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, they, um, yeah, whenever, it, it's good and bad. I mean, it's great when they win, but it's bad for the book because the locals just love them. I mean, they, um, you know, they, they bet with uh, both fists. I mean, they come in and they're just, you know, Golden Knights, Golden Knights. And then, of course, sometimes we get them when they try to parlay it to other stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, I can always tell whenever the Golden Knights win, uh, it's usually a bad bad day for us but you know it's 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 good for, good for the town and uh you know i you know it's it's uh, my uh uh brothers and sisters were in recently and they just couldn't believe they live in dallas and they just couldn't believe how this town loves this team so much and it happens so quickly so it's it's uh it's great for las vegas hey how much uh, busier are you on game nights uh, something like a, like a game six of the first round Oh yeah, no. That's the uh, that's the thing is because uh, we'll we'll put up the you know the the um, NBA playoffs or baseball or whatever. But as soon as the Golden Knights are on, it's like take everything down, put the Golden Knights on the big screen with sound. That's that's all they care about. So, so for for our listeners right now that maybe don't have a place to watch the game, just give them give them a reason just to come out here, get down to Aliante Casino and watch the game either from Salted Lime or from the, from the sports book. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to go to Salted Lime and get a Megarita. That is, that is unbelievable. That'll, <laughs> that'll keep You're you watching the game. You're killing me right now, Dave. You're that, killing that'll, me. That'll keep you watching the game even after the game's over and watch all the highlights <laughs> and everything else. So you'll be here for a while. Uh, but, yeah, the you know Salted Lime is great, the food, the drinks. And then besides that, yeah, if the – you know, if if you happen to leave and you want to go to the sports book, um, you know we've got a, a huge sports book here with a nice lounge and there's a bar there and TVs everywhere you turn. You'll you'll see the Golden Knights and then of course, like I said, it's they're always on with the sound, so you can hear it. Besides all the cheering, it's funny to whenever the Golden Knights score, 
I mean, it's it is so loud. I think other people in the casino are kind of looking like, "What's going on? What am I missing?" You know, and and we'll get people kind of wandering over. Well, we'll go ahead, go ahead, Brent. Okay, uh, I just wanted to say, if you're uh, the entree uh, of choice, what's your entree of choice at Salt Line? Oh, I got to go with the tacos. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, what, what's your favorite taco? Um, I'm I'm partial to chicken yeah. myself, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things to where you're. Unfortunately, you can eat just too many of them. So you just gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like pace yourself. You know, it's almost okay. It's the first period. I'm just gonna have a couple now. You know, maybe the second period. Okay, third intermission. Yeah, or I, maybe we're going to, into overtime. I'll get some more. Yeah. <laughs> the Megarita and a and a couple of tacos. Oh, Sounds like a pretty go. good night with a game going on. That's it, and a, and a golden night victory. That's a perfect night. All right, Dave, thank you for the time. Enjoy the night, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully many more playoff games to come here from the Salted Lime inside Aliante. I'm going... Golden Knights three to two tonight. So. Oh, is that right? Ooh, there we it. go. I like that. Oh. Hey, before I let you go, uh, Dave, uh, how, what's the line changing on the on the second round? Uh, I'm I'm curious. Maybe not line specifically, but do you see do you see numbers moving as as Vegas had a chance to win in Game Five? Now it goes to Game Six. Uh, well, we're we kind of go game by game just to yeah. you know see how um, you know how it goes. But uh, yeah, that definitely everybody was was saying, okay, after they beat the Wild, what am I going to get the Knights at to win the Cup? So they've already kind of said, okay, we're going we're gonna to wrap this series up and, and move on. So Nice. Yep. I like the way they're thinking. Uh, thanks, Dave. Yep. And if, you, uh, if you're wondering about all the lines, yeah, go to uh, we, on our mobile app. Mm-hmm. You can see everything on uh, it's a, a Beat Connected Sports. And you can download everything for free, take a look. And if you like what you see, you can always come on into the book and uh, set up an account, and you can bet from uh, your home or from the Salted Lime or anywhere you want. That's fantastic. Thank you, Dave, for the time. We appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Yep. Darren, uh, you, are, you are certainly going to, uh, to take advantage one of these days of the mm-hmm. tacos. Like I have already. It's been fantastic. You, you don't know what you're missing. You really I, uh, from, from the description of it, Sounds pretty fantastic. I'm more of a fish taco guy. I kind of, kind of gone that way the, the last little bit, but the chicken sounds uh, sounds pretty darn good. Hey, um, you, you like the, You can't go wrong either way there. And the Golden Knights with this with this tandem in net uh, is one of those like you can't go wrong. They both left the ice at the same time this morning in the pregame skate. I don't know whether Robin <laughs> Leonard's playing with us, uh, whether they might contemplate a change uh, from Pete DeBoer's side of it but i uh i thought it was intriguing when all the reports came out that uh, that both goaltenders left the the morning skate and traditionally the goalie that leaves first is the starter it's yep. been known to to be different uh during uh, certain situations and people have got that wrong but that's traditionally how it's how it's played out so when they both leave at the same time everybody is all of a sudden looking back going now what do we do you know, it's it's funny because when those reports came out earlier today, um, the only thing that I can think of is this is bringing the amount of game time decisions to an all new level because mm. you know, at least we can kind of glean a little bit, right? Like we can we can make those guesses. We can we can say, okay, well, we've seen this song and dance before. First goalie off, they're going to get the start. Um, but I I would love 
to believe that that Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury are just like, okay, we're just going to leave at the same time. Like, it's just going to be a thing that we do, and you know, you you guys will find out come game time exactly who is going to be in net. I, I think that's that's going to be a fascinating storyline to keep an eye on tonight. Why I think it's still Mark Andre Fleury is because uh, he didn't stay on for extra work, and he he's usually got it uh, that uh, will will do whatever. It, he loves playing the game. He loves practicing. He loves uh, he he does the little drill at the end of warm up, which no other starter ever does uh, during the uh, during the pregame warm up. Uh, he he just loves it. So with without him staying on for extra, I still think he's the starter tonight, and he has played so well. Uh, through the course of this series, uh, I will hedge my bet a little bit, <laughs> and that's because Pete DeBoer has said over and over they will use this advantage that they have in goal at some point, and then they will uh, capitalize on it. So is that tonight? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm still going with my gut that it's Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, it's, it's kind of like tacos, right? You can have chicken tacos. Mm-hmm. You can have carne asada tacos. Yeah. You can have carnitas tacos. Like, mm. there are plenty of different tacos that you can have, right? Yeah. But sometimes you got to go to chicken. Sometimes you got to go to carne asada. Like, the options that the Golden Knights have right now in goal are, are fantastic. And I, I don't know that you can necessarily go wrong either way. I do like the, the, the illusion right now that there's, there's a little bit of unknown as to who may get the net for the Golden Knights tonight. I find that to be pretty fascinating. But before we get back into the hockey talk, Nick Beasley joins us right now, executive chef here at Aliante Casino. And, and Nick, like, the tacos are phenomenal. What else on this menu is, is must-see, must-come, must-eat right now? You know, we got the seafood and bolsa. Ooh. So we got clams, we got shrimp, we yeah. got corn on the cob, potatoes. Uh, it's in a broth uh, that it's got a kick of heat into it. Served with tortillas, uh, it's to die for. So when when you're kind of crafting a menu, like what what are what really goes into that? Like what in terms of like flavor profiles, just in terms of, of kind of what you think the general public is it has an appetite for. What goes into crafting that menu here? Yeah, we look at the general public in the area yeah. and see what the demand is. Uh, from there, we go with you know different items. Uh, different seasonings, um, and then just go from there. Uh, it's it could be big, it could be small. Uh, the menu, it just it all depends. So in terms of tonight's game, it's a bit of an earlier start. It's a 6 p.m. puck drop. So what kind of specials could fans get tonight? Should they get in their car right now, head over to Salted Line? Yeah, we have the uh, Tacos El Pastor tonight. Mm-hmm. Two dollars a taco. Ooh. These tacos are. Uh, Taco meat's cooked on a rotisserie uh, for about three, four hours. It uh, gets nice golden brown. It's shaved uh, straight onto the tortilla, uh, served with some pineapple garnish. Uh, it's delicious. If I remember correctly, you said that's your favorite taco, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, second favorite, because now I'm, now I'm kind of getting into the weeds a little bit, and I understand that, but you know, in terms of, of just tacos you throw anything my way i'm going to consume it i'm going to eat it but i do want to know your second like if you can't have the al pastor what comes next oh i'm going to go with the one-handed burrito the one-handed burrito oh yeah now i'm intrigued so that you know burrito one hand in your mouth that's it (laughs) (laughs) really that's that's fantastic oh yeah i'm easy man you got you know got one beer in one hand and burrito in the (laughs) other (laughs) that's that's phenomenal so uh 
in terms of, of Golden Knights game nights, like just from, from a, a, a perspective of fans in this restaurant, how busy are you on game nights compared to non-game nights? And, and how, how much of an atmosphere is it right here tonight or you're expecting tonight for game six? Uh, tonight's a decent night. You know, we, we will do, you know, about 250 covers tonight. Uh, it'll start kicking in around 5.30, 6 o'clock right before the game starts. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much throughout the week. Yeah, pretty busy. That's awesome. Uh, Nick, thank you for joining us here. Um, I am excited. I cannot wait for game time, and I cannot wait to, uh, to take a look at that one-handed burrito. <laughs> That's so cool. I know, right? Thanks, Nick. Hey, your partner's missing out again. Hey, well, you know what? That's just Nick. what he does. That's just what he does. Nick. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Can't take Nick, this guy seriously. Like, uh-huh. I, I already feel bad enough, like, having it rubbed in. And then you throw that parting shot. I, I'm going to come down there. I'm going to hang out with you, and we're going to bond. Uh, so, so this has to stop Stop right now. I think, I think it's already over for you, Darren. No. I'm sorry. Like, Darn. Nick and I are like this. <laughs> we're like this. And you're, you're, you're really far on the outside here. Uh, am I, as, am I uh, as far on the outside as, uh, let's say, uh, what uh, Nazem Kadri is uh, on the outside? Uh, yeah, probably. I think okay. I think you can. I mean, you can appeal, I suppose. But I, I, I'm pretty much in control of your arbitration here. So I wonder what's going to happen with that appeal. I do too. Um, I, I, again, I think that eight games is a just suspension. So for me, like I, I don't imagine that it's going to change. But I understand the point of view of Nazem Kadri, like. You want to appeal. You want to try to see if you can get a couple of games shaved off, and and if you do, then that's a that's a success in terms of of what your appeal process looks like. But to me, I feel like that could, that hit could have gotten more than just eight games. So I, I have a hard time believing that it's going to change. But that's why you go through the appeal process. You know, baseball is famous for the appeal, and and you lose three games uh, to to an appeal. It goes down. Basically, mm-hmm. by a third. Yeah, uh, that's the unscientific uh, sort of explanation of, of the baseball. It hasn't been that way in hockey. In in fact, it I believe the appeal has only knocked down games once uh, in an appeal because it goes st- uh, straight to Gary Batman. Uh, this one, um, I could see it being dropped by a game. Mm-hmm. I could. Uh, I I don't think uh, that the eight games was outlandish, though. Uh, I'm with you. There's six games remaining as we sit right now on Nazem Kadri's suspension, which uh, will uh, uh, continue with the second round of the playoffs. So Vegas advances. uh, They face Colorado. That means not facing Nazem Kadri, and uh, who pivots that that second line, very dangerous Mm -hmm. second line, for the six games of that series. Uh, that's significant. So uh, I understand why Colorado and why Nazem Kadri would appeal this, yeah. because if you can drop it by one game, and and then you're 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 into a situation where where Kadri can play uh, game six and seven if necessary in that series, it would be a, a big uh, bonus for for the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I think that you you absolutely understand it from their aspect. They. They don't want to be without their second-line center for all but one game of the second round, especially in a year where I think the Colorado Avalanche look at this playoff run as, as being Stanley Cup or bust. So um, well, I, I get it. I do. I just 
again, I, I think that eight games is, is right where it should be. And if you're trying to crack down on, on these types of hits and these types of plays, then um, at this point, that suspension, in my opinion, has to remain where it is. It just does. You look at, and I had this conversation uh, with, with Eddie Olchek yesterday, yep. and we talked about uh, the impact of, of Nazem Kadri not being in the lineup for Colorado. Yeah. And Eddie said, said I think quite, quite, quite well, um, the advantage when you go through the, the, the box, if, if you're lining up Vegas and Colorado, and again, the whole hockey world is waiting and hoping that, uh, except for the Minnesota Wild, uh, I get that. The state of Minnesota, that's the exception. But we all want to see Colorado and Vegas play in a, in a best of seven series. Uh, the advantage uh, that uh, if you go through the boxes uh, that, that Colorado would have head-to-head with Vegas would be down the middle. Uh, they, they are very strong at center ice. Uh, that's not to take anything away from Chandler Stevenson uh, uh, or William Carlson or, or the whoever's centering the, the third line uh, at the time of the fourth line, but that, mm-hmm. that's the edge. You take out one of those key guys in Nazem Kadri, who's also a very good face-off center iceman, mm-hmm. it, it affects the campaign and, and where you size up the... Like, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the line would be impacted slightly by, by Nazem Kadri. And, and the player on the ice, uh, whether you're taking a defensive zone face-off, that kind of thing, like it's, it's impactful. So this isn't just uh, a throwaway taking a veteran player out and they'll put somebody else in. Uh, it's, it, the actions of Nazem Kadri have put Colorado in a delicate spot. Well, I mean, it's the consequence of the action, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying for sure, but... You know, that's why you have suspensions. That's why it's a card you can play in these situations because the, the whole point of suspending a player, especially after they have, they've had a history before of being suspended for yeah. similar types of plays, the, the entire point of a suspension is that the consequences continue to go up so that it, it deters, hopefully, those plays from happening again. And, and this is one of those situations where, I understand the Colorado Avalanche are in a tough spot right now should this be upheld and should it continue to be an eight-game suspension, but the reality of the situation is the hit never had to be a hit that Kadri threw, right? Like, it's it's not a play that needs to be made in that moment of the game, and if you make the, if you make the play, if you make that hit, you've got to see through the consequences, and if it costs your team, then that's something you've got to learn from and grow as a player. Now, we are looking at it from the... Vegas side you look at it from the the Colorado side and Mm -hmm. and they'll be wondering eight games uh and if uh, if we do qualify playoff games uh uh, suspension in a playoff uh that's two games during the regular season or yeah two games during the regular season that Mm -hmm. was that a 16 game suspension during the regular season you're starting to go "Mm, I'm not sure but as far as the elevation of of his suspensions, yeah. and you go th- and you go through it. I mean, you've you've got uh, four games for a uh, hit to the head, four games for a cross check, three games for boarding, and uh, and he got a, a rest of the series one uh, a, a year ago or two years ago, uh, and and that impacted the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I think that ended up uh, going uh, like six games uh, by the time it was done because it was the rest of the series. Uh, eight games is not a big jump. So I, that's why I, I think that it stays. 
Uh, yeah. uh, it would be, you know how um, the court of law, like you can have um, witnesses, uh, uh, people just come in and, and offer, not walking off the street, but uh, prosecution or defense will, will call witnesses and give me your eye. Give me your opinion on, on how it affected you. Uh, if, if that was the case, we'd, we'd have all these Vegas fans showing up going, ah, I think he should get 12. <laughs> I think he should get 15. Uh, I'd, I'll be surprised if, if Gary Bettman, uh, I expect him to, to uphold the, the eight-game suspension would be the first six games of that second-round series. Yeah, I, I think so too. Again, it's, it's a situation where, I, I look at the play, I look at the hit, I look at the player in the history, and I just say, you know what? Come next season, or two seasons from now, when Nazem Kadri's in the playoffs again, I want this suspension to be part of why this doesn't happen again. And, and I, I get that that's idealistic, and I get that that probably isn't necessarily the way it's going to go, but I'd like to believe that the consequence is going to resonate with Nazem Kadri, is going to resonate uh, with, with him as he moves forward. And the whole point is to try your best to eradicate dangerous blindside hits to the head because there's no real place for that in hockey. No. Period. I, I think they've done a good job. Like I think it has eradicated that hit. This this I, was an outlier. This was a flashback uh, to to the Mark Savard uh, hit uh, on, a number of years ago. So uh, I think we've made progress. But yeah, mm-hmm. Naz has uh, Naz has crossed that line a few times, and yeah. uh, uh, I'm not sure it's going to change his behavior, but it might change others uh, down the road. We're going to take a break. When we continue, there's another big game taking place involving uh, the Golden Knights organization, and it revolves around the Silver Knights. So we'll get into that with Brian McCormick as we continue. Uh, On location and at City National Arena, this is Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. I'm always fascinated how your own individual emotions can influence how you perceive a game or a series. The other night, game five, so much excitement, both individually, personally, and and around the city. A chance to clinch a series on home ice for the first time for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight, it's it's a little different. Probably a little more nervousness. Don't want to go seven like tonight is more about not going seven avoiding going seven games the distance in the series than it is about closing it out because you're you're on the road there's just that different vibe uh there is a game though however at t-mobile arena tonight and it's the henderson silver knights who are part of the pacific division the only division that is uh, playing a postseason a type of postseason in this american hockey league season and by sweeping their semifinal series the henderson silver knights will participate in the pacific division final it's a best of three and it starts tonight at t-mobile arena as we bring in the voice of the henderson silver knights uh, brian mccormick uh, to chat with us uh, get is this you've called the game at t-mobile arena uh before this but uh now you've got uh, you got a trophy on the line this weekend how are you how are you getting uh, excited for it well i'm excited for it just because it's, it's a great culmination to this season we've had you know there's been so much unusual about this season and you know even though it's it's been uh challenging for everyone across all levels of hockey you know i think it's actually been enjoyable to overcome those challenges and have the kind of successful season that we've had both in terms of wins and losses for the silver knights but also just for the ahl as a whole to, to get this season done so to, to wrap it up in a, a more 
grandiose setting, I think, is appropriate. Uh, it adds a little bit of uh, zest to it. Talking to Manny Viveros earlier today, he said he thinks it does. It adds a little bit of uh, grandeur to the uh, the series. And these are two teams that do not like each other, played an awful lot in the regular season, 10 times. Uh, and frankly, the Condors played the Silver Knights more successfully than anybody else in the league. So I think everything aligned to have the best possible series we could have to truly determine who is the best team in the Pacific Division. Uh, and doing it in uh, Big Brother's house only makes it all the better. Love it. Uh, some accolades coming uh, the Henderson Silver Knights way again today on the heels of, of all-rookie uh, team uh, with Logan Thompson. Uh, the Pacific Division All-Star team was released today, and you've got some representation. Yeah, well, Logan Thompson's uh, his trophy case or his bookshelf, wherever he keeps his things at home, has to be getting a little bit weighted down because he's had the two uh, the back-to-back goaltender of the month awards that he won in February and March, and now in the last two days, all rookie team and uh, Pacific Division All Star team Ryan Murphy getting a nod as well. Uh, and I think it cements some things that we we already knew. You know, I mean, we're going to see a great goaltending matchup this week between the uh, you know Logan Thompson on the one end, who was either first or second in basically every category major goaltending category this season and was uh, tops amongst rookies across the board. And Spooner, who was uh, by far the, the biggest workhorse in the American Hockey League this year, led the league in starts and, and just was uh, everyday Eddie for the uh, Bakersfield Condors. He had some great numbers himself. And if, you know, Logan Thompson's the number one goalie in the Pacific, you probably have a pretty good debate between Lucas Dostal in San Diego or Stuart Skinner for number two. And they had that battle themselves last week in the other semifinals. So uh, really, really uh, well-deserved for, for Logan Thompson and for Ryan Murphy, who uh, has been a leader all year long, and now he has the sea on his chest to show it, but had a tremendous season coming back to North America after spending last year in the KHL, reestablished himself as one of the best, uh, if not the best, offensive defensemen in the American Hockey League. Um, and, and again, for, for Silver Knights fans who are seeing these awards are going to be coming and like, oh, well, who on the Silver Knights will, will hear their name called? No, no shock that Logan Thompson and Ryan Murphy are considered the best at their position. Chatting with Brian McCormick here on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So in, in terms of, of this kind of conclusion to the season here for the Henderson Silver Knights and, and taking on the Bakersfield Condors. Like, what, what kind of series are you anticipating, and, and where do you think that energy level, that compete level is going to be between these two clubs? I, it's, I think it's going to be high. You know, I, I think we all had just curiosity of what this playoff was going to be like for the players, just, just knowing what human nature is, that it's, a, it's an unusual playoff. They're the only division doing it, so it wasn't, you may not have that same Calder Cup death. Uh, and those were you know, those uh, thoughts were put to bed in the first round, where the Silver Knights were uh, dominant over two games against the San Jose Barracuda. And if you look at the Bakersfield Condors in their series, they went three games. They had uh, back-to-back overtime wins to take down San Diego. The Condors never led the entire series. They trailed the entire time, except for overtime winners. So, you know, if there was a team that uh, wasn't going to have the compete level to rise up and battle, we would have found out about it last week. It's just not the case. Because for all these players, it's human nature. The puck drops and the whistle blows. These are competitive players who want to be the best. And again, these are two teams that were violent over the last four or five meetings. They saw each other ten times more than any other matchup in the American in the Pacific Division this year. Uh, and and they played really gritty, grinding hockey uh, for the Silver Knights. They're, they're banging on all cylinders with their offensive production from Daniel Regan and from Gage Quinney. For the Bakersfield Condors, they're an older team, an experienced team. As the 
Silver Knights have said themselves, they just don't make a lot of mistakes. They stay within their structure. They're comfortable in their own skin. And they don't open the door for you a lot. To, you know, you have to make your own breaks against the Condors. So I expect it's going to be a very tight, grinding series. And as mentioned, uh, it's been probably the best goaltender matchup we've seen in the, in the, se- uh, the league all season was when Logan Thompson and Stuart Skinner go head-to-head. Uh, so uh, I imagine that's going to be a factor as well. I'm just happy that uh, that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl haven't been sent down to bolster the <laughs> Bakersfield Condors. Uh, I didn't. I didn't anticipate Bakersfield. Uh, lasting longer than the parent club, the Edmonton Oilers, did. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's the that's press. Well, you know what? Again, we we talk all the age and the experience on the on yeah. the Condors side. Maybe that's what they look at a little bit of uh, on the Edmonton side is that they are a team that you know is is going to need to to learn how to win at this time of year. Uh, but put it, put it this way: there isn't anybody on the Condors roster who I expect to go coast to coast through five people. But it is a team that can get the puck in deep, check, grind, wear you out, and uh, score a goal at the end of a, a minute, ten-second shift. Uh, what time do you get going, and uh, where are you tonight on the radio dial? Yeah, we're on the air at six thirty with pregame on twelve thirty. The game puck drops at seven, and uh, we are also on AHL TV throughout the weekend as well. That's where we will be getting our highlights uh, for the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast, and we will have those for everybody during the second intermission. I know Ryan will keep uh, the audience covered uh, on the uh, Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas uh, side of things during the Vegas Golden Knights uh, uh, broadcast. Uh, have fun tonight. Hey, who's the, who's the player on Bakersfield that seems to get under everybody's skin? That's Tyler Benson. Yes. Uh, Tyler Benson caused a lot of uh, ruckus last week, and I asked Ryan Murphy, I said, is there history, is there background? He's like, Nope, just don't like them. So whatever, whatever the uh, the disagreements are, they're they're current. And and man, this guy could uh, disrupt a lot of things. Like you, you have a checkers game. I, I have the feeling that uh, that the board is being upset and thrown around. He's just got that 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 impact on, on a series. So we'll keep uh, an eye on that. Enjoy it tonight. Uh, Six thirty pregame show. Twelve thirty the game, and then face off just after seven o'clock. Game one of this Pacific Division final, and then uh, we'll keep you our audience uh, up to date on when game two and three uh, will be uh, as well. Thanks for doing this, Brian. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Good luck in Minnesota. I'll be keeping an eye on my phone. Uh, yes, uh, as long as we're both like keeping the other eye on the game, that's that's the the, the, the real key. Because uh, I, I tend to get really... Darren, you know, you know, I can multitask. Yes, so I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm with two of the best here between Brian McCormick and and uh, and Ryan Wallace. Two of the best multitaskers in the in the business. I am uh, strictly. A one-dimensional person. Uh, thanks, BMAC. <laughs> Be good. Uh, thanks, Brian guys. McCormick uh, with the call in 1230 at the game tonight. Uh, Wallace, what else do you have going on right now? you got to have, like, a couple of different things swirling in that brain of yours. Uh, for me, um, the only thing that I have swirling in my head is trying to understand what my read is on this game tonight. Uh, because you know how for a period of time I felt like the Minnesota Wild had their backs broken, that that the, gold, the Vegas Golden Knights going into Minnesota, winning those two games, games three and four, uh, I thought that that was really a backbreaker for Minnesota. As I go into tonight's game, I'm not really sure I have a clear read on what I expect to happen, and usually that's not a good sign um, for you know games that end in regulation, I guess. Like, anytime I'm a little muddy, it's overtime. So I, I just I guess I feel like we're in for a long one tonight. Uh, I I've learned one thing about Ryan Wallace. Well, a What's couple that? of things. 
couple of things. One, oh, you're, you're, you're a talented individual. You're organized. Uh, you can multitask. Uh, you can keep uh, things on the rails. Mm-hmm. But you're also emotional. I, I think at times you let your emotions get the best of you when it comes to that game. And I talked about that going into the Brian McCormick uh, interview, how, how we tend to look at things uh, in the series the way we feel at that moment. And coming off game five, there's just uh, some disappointment that it didn't happen at T-Mobile. And now it's, more, it's, it's less about winning and celebrating and more about avoiding game seven. I, I think there's a degree of truth to that, right? Like, because you know, it, you never want to say game six for a team that's up three to two is a right. must-win game. But given given where we're at right now in this series, and given what going to a game seven would feel like when you've got a three-one series lead, uh, it almost is one of those games where it's not must-win. You, you still have a tomorrow, but I, I think for the Golden Knights and specifically for Golden Knights fans. This series, in order to, it just has to kind of be done tonight. Like, I, and I, I think that I am emotional, for sure. I think that I do read into my emotions a lot when it comes to trying to figure out what I think or expect is going to happen. Uh, right now, it's not so much emotion as just murkiness. Like, this series has been a weird one. There, I didn't expect the Golden Knights to win three games in a row. I didn't expect Minnesota to lose both games at home in Minnesota. So I've had a hard time at, throughout this series of really understanding or reading what was going to happen next. You know, if Vegas wins tonight, uh-huh. they will sweep the Minnesota Wild in St. Paul. Imagine that. And I'll take it a, a step further. Going back to the regular season, that would be four in a row in St. Paul. Like that's, that's putting uh, an exclamation point on the series, if you can make that happen tonight. And, and I think Pete DeBoer's right there with us. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bubble on the whole Minnesota thing, like that's been popped. And it's, it's more of a series now. And, and that's backed up by the fact of, of the potential tonight to win a fourth straight game at the, at the X. 100%. I think, again, the Golden Knights... The, the entire narrative surrounding the Minnesota Wild and an inability to win in Minnesota, uh, it's gone for me. Right now, it's, it's just about whether or not the Golden Knights, through the course of the next 60 minutes of hockey, can be better than the Minnesota Wild. That's all that really matters. That's all the narrative that I need here. There's no mystique to me about the Golden Knights going in and playing in Minnesota anymore. I think the misfit line takes it by the throat tonight. Yeah. And and they grab this game. Uh, I love the way Alex Tuck played the other night. Uh, I love the way Mark Stone is is quarterbacking this team uh, at this point. I do expect Shea Theodore to, to get it going offensively. But that misfit line, even though they, they've got three goals in the series and, and a couple of the members of the, of the line had three points, Carlson and Smith, uh, this, this line has almost got the bare minimum uh, out of this series compared to what they've played because they've been so great that they deserve a more more of an impact than than the three goals. The misfit line tonight is is the group that I think grabs it. You know, I I tend to agree in terms of forwards, but for me it's going to be Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, whether or not those two guys can find that offensive touch in tonight's game. You get a couple of goals from your from your blue line. 
I think the Golden Knights are in good shape. They have one goal from a defenseman so far in the series, that from Alec Martinez in Game 5. Uh, we'll complete the preview, get you set for the VGK uh, pregame show with Ryan Wallace uh, at the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, here's something I've never said before in my broadcasting career. Another big win for Kazakhstan. Uh, World Hockey Championships, uh, Kazakhstan won again. That's a couple of times. Uh, I've, never, I've never said that before. Beat Germany today 3-2. Uh, so uh, there's, uh, there's upsets all over the place in the wide world of hockey as we get set for Game 6 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. I'm confident. I feel good. I think it, it, it ends tonight. Uh, Ryan Wallace, you're a little bit soft on that, but still confident? I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think that I don't have a read on it one way or another. Uh, but I, I do feel overtime, and every time i felt overtime, there's been overtime. So there you go. You're welcome. Hmm. I don't mind overtime. I, 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 I embrace overtime. I, I know you do. I love it. Uh, what are you uh, saying there, Chapman? I think we come back for Game 7. Oh, gosh. That's okay. We keep it open. You're I, allowed to have your viewpoint on, on, on hockey. We, we don't want just people waving the flag. If you feel what you feel, tell us. Well, the thing is, I, I've been... Uh, it, it, my, my feelings on this series have been wrong the entire time. Like, I... <laughs> I, I, I am the first to say that I thought they would lose the series. And, and, I mean, it's certainly possible that they still do. But when Mark Stone scored that goal two nights ago... I thought it was over. I'm like, it's done. There, there's, it's, it's not gonna. They're, they're gonna win the series. They're gonna win tonight. Game over. Series over. And the next eight minutes clearly proved that that's not the case. I don't think the Wild are gonna go down without swinging, maybe literally and figuratively. Um, I think it's extremely tough to win three games on the road in the same series in in, in a playoffs. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like. Maybe you gave Cam Talbot a lot of confidence and you gave that team a little bit of life when you should have slammed the door on them. You know, Cam Talbot's got a 500 career uh, record in the playoffs. 500 record in the playoffs over the course of his uh, Stanley Cup career. But his he's got five shutouts over those 14 wins. But his average is like 2.75. So Cam Talbot, you know what that tells me? is He's an all-or-nothing guy. He's either really, really good <laughs> or you're going to get a bunch on him. And so that's Martin sort of Jones. But no, but that's that's the way this series has played out. He yeah. was really good in game one, and he was outstanding in game five. And in between, eh. So, uh, and also another thing to watch for tonight: the shift after the first goal. Yeah, it's been impactful in in three of the five games. Uh, a, a challenge took one of those goals off, but it's it's been really uh, impactful for the team that allows the first goal. So uh, watch uh, watch and see if that's a trend that continues. You know, in terms of responses, the Golden Knights, to me, have been the team that's been able to respond within a game with more consistency. Though you can kind of push back on that if you say, well, outside of coaches' challenges, maybe that's not the case. But for me, the Golden Knights' ability to change momentum within a game is huge, especially as you go into this game in Minnesota with a chance to close things out. 
I, I do think the Golden Knights are going to be viewing this game as, let's go out and make a statement. So from that aspect, I can see the Golden Knights' path to victory in, in a, a very clear way. I'm curious to see how this game goes. I really am. I hope we don't have a coach's challenge for the Golden Knights tonight. Could you imagine? Well, I just, because that means we're, that something's gone bad. <laughs> so if we, if we can get through tonight without a coach's challenge. Yeah, just, just no uh, challenges at yeah, all. Just, just, well let's, let's, just let it, oh boy, there was a controversial one, Carolina and uh, yep. Nashville last night. Yep. Uh, for uh, Chris Chapman and Ryan Wallace, I'm Darren Millard. Thanks for listening to the VGK Insider Show. We're going to cut it off now as we're preempted for the pregame show. The Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild, playing game six tonight in St. Paul. Pre-game show on Fox Sports Las Vegas starts next.